and Trips and welcome to the With Mates podcast with me, your host, Andrew Grayson, for the season finale review of Moon Knight. And joining me, who has been joining me every week for these reviews, is the one, the only, Curtis Campbell. What's happening, my brother? All right, bro, what's going on? What is he doing? You looking like Will Fluffy in your coat. <laughs> this be my house coat or your dressing uh, gown. Is he trying to be Stephen? What is he doing? Oh God! Don't even, don't even, don't even try and get an English accent at me. <laughs> All right, mate. Hello, friend. Like so we are back with the season uh, finale review. Curtis, mate, it's flew in. Oh, mate, I, I honestly can't believe it. That was, I mean, six weeks ago we just started this journey. And now we got introduced to Stephen and Mark, and now we're at the All point the build where... up to it, and now. That's us. We're done. But at the end, I know. It's nuts to think as well, because obviously like we live in a world where like Netflix and stuff like that it is it's the ultimate binge where they drop every episode and it's done within what a day or two. Whereas this is obviously elongated to the six weeks, but it still feels as if it's pure flew in. But Curtis and I are here to give you our thoughts on the season finale and our overall views on the Moon Knight Disney Plus series. Um so first question, Curtis, very vaguely. Do you think they landed the finale? Did you enjoy the episode? I think this was possibly the best Disney Plus finale that they've did so far. Nice. And uh, definitely the best the best so far. I think it's just a credit to what the whole series has been about. Everything that we've been watching the past few weeks, this was just like, for me, it was just a perfect way to finish it. Uh, nice. And it just, it obviously opens up for so much more in the future as well, whether that be TV or movie. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Definitely, I highly recommend. This is like the best series finale, in in my in my opinion. I don't think you're far off, mate. I would need to re. I think I'm going to try and rewatch some of the series at some point. Um, but in terms of landing, I think they very much did. I think they covered everything that we wanted to cover. There was still a little tease. We got the after credit scene, which, as you say, ultimately leads to think: Do we get another series? Do we get a movie? Who knows going forward which we will talk about in more depth when we get into the podcast. But for me, everything I wanted happened and we got more as well. So for me, I think it's very much a... I was texting uh, one of my friends and he said, like, last week... Excuse me, last week's episode, um, Disney finally figured out how to do a penultimate episode, which I agreed with. And I very much feel the same way about this. I feel as if they now know the formula to get an ended episode as well. Because there was so much to cover and so much to happen. And I'd be, and again, the, the episode was only, what, 30, no, 40, 40 minutes long, 39 minutes long. And for me, there was not there was nothing that I felt was missing or that I was left wanting. Um, Aye, because we, we, were, we were discussing that. Episode. Obviously, the last, the last one was, obviously, the way it finished, we felt like there was still so much more to that we had to yeah. be explained and what was coming and the fact that it was only a 40 minute episode I was, yeah. when I when I first looked at it before it obviously started, I was going it's a bit short, I feel like they're going to try and <laughs> you know, it was, that, it was that panic that they were going to try and cram everything in, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't feel like it was crammed, I felt like everything was explained very well, like yep. they jumped they jumped back and forth, you know what I mean, like yep. at the very start they kind of, they caught us up with what else was going on well, obviously, Mark and Stevens yeah, something yeah, was yeah, also yeah. going on. So for me, it wasn't. It wasn't even like it was rushed or anything like that. I feel, I feel like they've done it really well, actually. I think as well, especially if we do now go on and get a movie or another series, I feel as if they've covered all bases in terms of when or if they go again. 
there's no need for any kind of background. So you can just focus on the story and focus on the oh yeah, the, he's um, the characters he's, and stuff like that. That's Mark Spector, I it's yeah. the character we know, Mark Spector and Stephen Steve Grant. So yeah. we know these characters, but obviously what we're about to discuss later on as well will exactly. just open us up to absolute amazingness. So that's us, ladies and gents. That is your spoiler-free part of the podcast. We're now going into the heavy spoilers territory. So if you haven't seen the final episode of Moon Knight, now is the time to pause the podcast, head on over to Disney Plus and watch it, and then come back and hear myself and Curtis's thoughts. Um, so Curtis, mate, what were some of your highlights? Like, so I'll, I'll I'll just kind of give you my highlight, my biggest highlight of uh, this episode. Um, and for me, that was Layla. I thought coming into this, the fact that you've got a character like Moon Knight with such an awesome costume and an awesome concept, and you even have the the change with Mister Knight and stuff like that. You've got a really cool look of Conchu. Um, her outfit, where she becomes uh, an avatar is next level and the reason i think it's so good is because it's very similar to something that we are very familiar with with um the falcon yep the wings and stuff like that but hers is so distinctive in how it looks and there was a line in the film where or in the, the show where somebody says oh, uh, oh my goodness are you are uh, an egyptian superhero and she says yes and i'm going the aesthetics it is completely egyptian it's wings very similar to Falcon, but it's a very different look. And I thought it was... St- and again, she's fantastic. We've already kind of talked about it in this podcast. She, if it wasn't for Oscar... Again, it's the three the three main leads. Oscar Isaac, um, Ethan Hawke, and uh, May Kalamawi is that They are absolutely incredible in this entire series. And they all got... They all got their time to shine in this episode. And I was so pleased with that. Uh, no, that hundred percent agree. That was my that that was probably my my most the biggest surprise because obviously obviously with the introduction to the character later on we knew it was coming but we just didn't know at what what point it was coming. But mm-hmm. Leila for me this the biggest part of the episode was her finally getting her chance to be a a superhero. Yeah, you know what I mean because uh, I, I never knew and I didn't expect I didn't I didn't think they would do anything like that with with her. There, there was no intention leading up. Obviously, we we knew that Contra was was dying to have her as one of his uh, avatars if obviously Mark was to pass away and things like that. Yeah. So it was obviously interesting to see that she was just like, why would I, why would I be that, here? Yeah. It was great to see her interaction because this is the first time she probably would have been seen country as well. I'm surprised she well, didn't that was, herself to be fair. But, uh, well, that was the thing that I, I actually enjoyed though is like, as you say, we finally get to see her kind of take the mantle of of becoming a superhero and stuff like that. But it's the fact that she she was like, no, no, no. I'll I'll take my chances by myself. I don't want your power because Mark's told me like what you're like and stuff. And I like that. I was going, that's interesting. That's um it, it shows you the god. say again. She's not afraid to call it a god, which I yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? And it just shows you who she is as a person where she's still willing to go in and battle and fight, uh, even without the powers, and then she becomes her she becomes the avatar and obviously gets all these powers and the cool outfit and stuff like that. But yeah, for me, that was the bit that kind of stood out the most. The other thing I want to talk about as well is Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke, for me, is the best villain in a TV series. But I would really need to consider, like, obviously Loki's up there, Thanos, Killmonger. But then I get to territories where I'm going, could he now start kind of squeezing in there? Who knows? I, I would say he's about that level. I think the actor that Ethan Hawke is, uh, just... 
you, you knew he obviously he's a, he's a great actor, but yeah. I feel like this elevated his, his evil side a wee bit. Yeah, entirely. I, I, feel, I feel like it, it was brilliant. It's so, so easy in the way that he'd done it. It, it, didn't, it didn't look as if he was putting too much effort into it, which mm-hmm. I really, really, really liked. I liked the fact that he was this kind of, he just didn't know what was going to come at him next. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it was nearly like he's, he's a brute like Thanos where you knew he would just pick you up and crush you to pieces and Loki's a very, manip- uh, you know what I mean, like trickster yeah, and all that sort trick, of idea. Yeah. Whereas he just kind of went away but about his business as he did it and then, you know what I mean, even with the, the whole thing, like going back to previous episodes with the guy, the homeless guy who picks up the scarab beetle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, I can... I can help you. I can offer you food, clothes, and then just pretty much kills the guy. Kills you know what I mean, it's just yep. very, very unexpected and something that we're probably not used to. Whereas, obviously, when we do have a villain in a Marvel movie, you know they're a villain because they have the presence around them. They're they're brute. They're dead big and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Whereas he was just, it was pretty much like an old man, kind of crippled. That was yeah. just obviously he ended up. He just wanted this god to to come because he wasn't even the avatar of it yet. Aye. He obviously, gets it later, so he was just trying to follow what you know. I mean, kind of like. Hey, what would you like the the Satan sort of uh, satanic sort of thing? You know, yeah. what I mean? it's like that. You know, what I mean, more ritualistic doing, than anything rather yeah, than like I, I, do, doing all that overpowering kind of stuff, stuff. But I did Which like I really, the fact that, really liked. Yeah, I did like the fact that when he did come into the power, you see, like again, it's something again another thing of this episode that I really liked the combat sequences between him, Oscar Isaac, and and um, May Calamari, May, May Calamari. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. The the fight choreography was stunning the the use of the suit the use of the like it was obviously uh, to address a point that happens very near the start we get steven back thankfully like we that was something we talked about in the last episode we didn't know if we were going to get him or that so i like the fact that you see this more confident steven and he's swapping in and out so you get mr knight and you get moon knight uh and the fact that the the point he talks to Layla, he's like oh we've, we've got to show you our new tricks things that we can do and you watch him fight and I was like oh Steven check you out man spinning round kicks fucking um it was the buttons like that unreal oh. man um even even, was, even his whole conversation with, with Contra as well kind of yeah. before that when they're yeah. they're, make, they're making this kind of second bargain as uh-huh. to being like listen we we said that once we die we're getting our freedom and sort of stuff so you better kind of hold it so I just so I, I like I like that I like that he was the one that he was one that uh, had the conversation with him yeah. with Mark. You know what I mean? Mark started it off, but Stephen's like, "Hold on a minute, no, this is this is what we're going to do, and it's going to be our rules now." Which is obviously interesting to see him enter it. I like the fact that he's like, "I'm not talking to you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm not but, talking to you. Like, well, um, yeah. Like, the other part I want to talk about because there's there's been times where me and you have spoken about how the CG is not the greatest. I can kind of tell now why and how the CG was how it was. They put all their money and focus into those creatures. The so obviously the hippo looked incredible last uh, last week and this week. You obviously get the big um, crocodile, alligator. Don't know the difference. Uh, crocodile, crocodile, crocodile. Um, so that, I was I was actually watching something earlier, and it's basically so it is a crocodile, and because right. obviously the the way that it's shaped. So. I was reading something interesting. It was basically saying that they wanted it to look very kind of humanoid. That's why it's got the kind of body and things like that. And the, the eyes, stuff. you'll uh, actually see that the eyes and stuff are very human-like. Because yeah. they wanted that within the Loki series when it was the uh, alligator Loki. Yeah, alligator but Loki. They, but they didn't do it. It just looked like an actual alligator. But it's two <laughs> different species. But that was the whole thing. They were like, right, no, we need to make sure that this crocodile 
looks more human because it is a god at the end of the day. But that's the one thing I quite liked is like when you've had films like Doctor Doolittle where you see like dogs talking or lions talking and stuff, it does look a bit hokey. Whereas in these ones, because they were fully CGI and stuff like that, and they had a bit of animation that made them look that like not entirely animalistic. It worked for me, and I thought I thought the I thought what they done with the CG, and obviously it was a big kind of fucking oh what's the what's the name uh, kaiju kaiju fight big kaiju fight between her and um, Konshu, where it's like reminiscent of King Kong versus uh, Godzilla, aye, aye. Big, yeah, two yeah. big massive monsters fighting each other. But it looked great, and I was like, I think for something as as grandioso and CGI heavy as that, it can take you out. A wee bit, but I thought the the CG on the, the animals looked incredible, and I had no complaints about that. And I, you can kind of tell that's why. Like there's times when it looks like it's a big, you're just standing in front of a green street, a green screen. But in this one, I just thought it looked. I, I thought they looked fantastic. Because um, if if you do watch it back as well, there's one scene. It's when they kind of get to the temple, and he he puts the staff down, and yeah. it kind of starts to separate it. See if you kind of look at that before. There's a bit. Of, there's a bit in it, and you'll be like, the CGI was terrible in that. I what bit? Just, see again. Just see just where he's he's a. Uh, they've just crossed the path where the police were stopping him. They've sucked the souls out of him. Yes, yes, so yes, yes, yes. But yes, then yes, they get to the actual. Uh, I think it's the actual pyramid or whatever the tomb is that yeah, they use and they open for the, the gods that they meet. You see, you see that they kind of pan a shot, and it basically kind of hits them as they're kind of just in. getting to the. And it, it's not even, it's not even as they're walking at the temple. It's literally as we're about to get that zoom in before he hits the staff to the ground. It's like a kind of shot. You see, it's like all of kind of Egypt or Cairo or whatever it is, and uh, it just it looks awful. It looks you get you're right about what, what, they've, what, what, about. what they've put the 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 effort into. Let's say, but yeah. Just for me, it was just the wee subtle bits. I was just like, ah, it's just you could definitely tell that was like studio based as well. Like yeah. everything, everything like that was brilliant. But I think that's it. Is I think that's the difference with TV to film. Is like films obviously got a lot more money, so you can kind of focus on these. Even then, there's there's times there's a scene in Black Widow that's not the greatest CG as well. But like to me, I I there wasn't enough bad CG for me to to have a major complaint about it. So, but I just wanted to. Um, bring up the fact that the, the animal CG looked incredible and as unrealistic as it was, it was very believable that these creatures were uh, what they are. Well, so the other thing definitely. the other thing I want to bring up about this, because as I say, like it feels as if there's a lot in this episode, but it's a very, for me, and it's another reason why I probably enjoyed it, it was very simplistic. We know we got the set. This is why I think the series thing works. We got the set up for this. We knew... Uh, we had to break Konshu out. Konshu was going to take back over Mark. There was going to be a fight and a, res- a resolution. So you see Mark kind of getting... He he goes back to the the, the souls, the, the sand, to, to free Stephen. They make their escape. Uh, we get the suit again. Anytime I see that shot of him kind of like pulling back, chest up and out, and he's the bandages are wrapping around his arms. It's such a cool look. It's such a cool superhero suit. Proper um, tingles in it. Oh, and I think there are times because I seen somebody asking on I don't know if it was Twitter or something. Is there actually a physical Moon Knight suit that Oscar Isaac wore? Because it all looks quite heavily like CG character. But I think there's a couple of times where you see him hug Layla, and they look. Um, and I think he's wearing the suit, so that's quite. I, I would imagine. I would imagine that it would be. Yeah, you know, I yeah. mean, if they, if they obviously had a. 
the likes of like Iron Man and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Back, back in the day, having like a kind of physical suit, and then obviously later on they went into the kind of CGI sort of type thing, where it was all the you know I mean the suit with the wee kind of green dots, and they just kind of worked around it. I would imagine that the kind of still shots they had, where it was just kind of standing, they were probably an actual outfit as well. But uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't think it'd be too hard to kind of put something like that together because it is pretty much kind of mummy. You know what I mean? Mummy based, like I is. Um. Before I get to like the, the, the major point that we need to talk about in terms of the theme that's kind of ran throughout, especially the last like three episodes, um, I want to talk about like there's some really good scenes with um I think the character's name, correct me if I'm wrong, is it Ta Tawaret, the hippo? Uh, I, I it's like ta I don't know how to pronounce it, maybe ta ta Tawaret or something like that. Tawaret. The hippo, I think maybe it's like one of those ones you, you don't pronounce like the, the one that takes like over that. yeah the one that takes over Layla. so there's a couple of scenes the one right at the start where she uses the dead bodies of the cops to talk to Layla. i thought oh, it was very very was funny brilliant. i thought that was so cool and we see it later on again where she's just about to take over Layla's body where she uses one of the other gods and then there's again she gets to um stretch her acting chops out uh make maui i'm so sorry for butchering her name make maui where she gets a very similar kind of scene to we see we, when um, Oscar Isaac switches between Stephen and um, mm -hmm. Mark, where she gets to play both the Avatar and the Holder, and she's very, very good, and it's very, very believable, and it's really good physical acting, great accent work, all that kind of stuff. She really shines in this series, and I cannot... Obviously, I feel as if, like, yeah, we're definitely going to get more Oscar Isaac. I hope we get so much more of her. I really want to see more of her. I think she's fantastic. I feel like she'd be a great, obviously, side character. Uh, definitely, I don't. Obviously, I don't imagine that they'll probably do a, a solo feature yeah. for herself. But I feel like if she's one of these characters that's in it, she'll mm. automatically kind of make it better. I really, really liked her in this series. I didn't know much about the character. Obviously, I think it was a a character that they kind of put two characters together to yeah. make sort of idea. But I like the fact that she ended up becoming a superhero at the end. Of it. it was very. Uh, very Shazam kind of I type, could see you know her. I, mean? I could see her very much being, and that's blasphemous, mate. This is Marvel, not DC. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could very much see her just to kind of use the similarities again. I could see her going the Falcon route. Falcon was very much a side character to Captain America, and now he's oh, obviously yeah, yeah. taking the Captain America role. So I could see her being in whether it's another series or a Moon Knight movie, and eventually spinning off to getting her own movie or getting because again, she's such a fantastic actor. And everything that I've seen of the character so far, I've thoroughly enjoyed. So it just obviously depends where they go with the character. And but I've got no. I think you're, no I think you're bang on with that. To be fair, I think you're bang on. because obviously you've you've got uh, with obviously with with Thor as well. You've kind of got like the, like the likes of Valkyrie and things like that as well. You know what I mean? So and you've well, got the wasp. Can I? That's a good. You've you've kind of you've 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 turned me to where I want to take the conversation. So you've brought up Thor now. If you have been following the release calendar. We know Thor is going to be after Doctor Strange is the next big movie release. And a character in Thor is the God Butcher. Oh, yeah. So there was podcasts I was listening to and they thought this is what was going to be introduced because obviously you've got the Egyptian gods, you've got the, the Norse gods. So you're getting introduced to Zeus as well. So th there's all these different variations of gods. So they thought, oh, we're going to get the God Butcher in this one. We don't get that in the after credit scene, which we're going to talk about separately. But what I want to talk about before we get into that is the fact, and I really enjoyed this fact, we got another kind of like 
hint tease of this asylum realm and I was going what the fuck are they doing and this is another thing I'm not complaining about this it's what they do so well but I'm going what's real what is what is the actual real world here and the fact that I've got to the end of this series and I'm still going what the fuck is that eh? I like that because I'm going it, it suits for me anyway it suits the character and it suits the um the the background and the aura of who this person is where he is mentally divided by his different personalities where i'm going is this all in his head is this real and then it doubles down so well obviously the scene i'm talking about just now you go back into the office and arthur's feet are bleeding which again wonderful call back back to the very start where we see him putting glasses in his slippers like glasses glass in his slippers and it's it's something that we've spoken about sporadically through this series where you can still hear the crunch and he's like, oh, why are my feet bleeding? And he starts to panic and then Oscar Isaac's like, nah, I'm, I'm going to go and be a superhero. And then he goes back to the real world and I'm like, all right, that's really cool. We go back to his room. Again, wonderful music choices. Um, I absolutely every adore. That's a, a shit you know. Such a tune, by the way. I've got, I made a playlist for my car. Uh, I made a kind of playlist and... That is the first song that comes on my player. So every <laughs> morning quality. when I leave when I leave to go to work, it's uh, Engle, uh, I think it's Engelbert, Engelbert Humperdinck. Eng- Engelbert Humperdinck. You would think that's a real name, a ladies and gentlemen. Engelbert name. Humperdinck, mate. What a singer. But what, yeah, what it's wonderful name. music choices. I love the ending that it kind of mirrored how we started where I'm still tied to the bed and stuff like that. But then we get the after credit scene. And the after credit scene is a belter because it's teased again uh, in the middle of the episode. And at the point where it was teased, I'm screaming at the telly, this has to be Jake. This has to be when Jake appears. This is when we're going to see Jake. It's going to be Jake. This is when Jake's going to happen. And he doesn't. You get the blackout. And again, they address it where he's like, Stephen, that wasn't you. And he's like, no, no, it wasn't me, mate. I don't know. And that was it. And I was like, is that all we're getting? But then we get the after credit scene. But again, they do the weird thing. It's, it comes in on a cup of sand and Ethan Hawke goes to touch it and it's actually a cup of tea. So you're going, right, is, wh- what, where are we now? Is this the same asylum that we've seen that Mark's been a part of? What, what is the background? And it's, I'm still baffled about it. What are your thoughts before we get to the ultimate reveal of it? I'm 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 saying, but mate, I'm I'm so baffled as to where we, where we're at as well, because obviously we we, as you say, we finish up with all the things. You know what I mean? Conchu relieves him of his kind of yeah. his contract that he has, and then he ends up in an asylum where we see Arthur Harrow again, Ethan Hawke's character, and we're like, what the hell? Then we realise that he kind of wakes himself up from a dream. So it's as if it was a dream all along, but it wasn't a dream because. He's so quick to change his, you know, what I mean, like his personality again. You yeah. Know what I mean? Him and him and Stephen, and then I love, I love the bit where they get up and they just went face first into the ground again. Like yeah, he just totally exactly. forgot that he'd, he he tied himself tied up. Tied himself up. And then, and then we get this crazy after after scene credit where Ethan Hawke's the one that's in a, a mental asylum yep. and he's kind of going batshit crazy. And then randomly, this guy. Takes them out, him out wheels them out. You've seen all these dead bodies spread out in the, the hallway. Blood. So you, I'm like, you click. At that point, you click. You're like, okay, this is Jake. And you see a bit of his hair, so you're going, right, this is Oscar Isaac, this is Jake. A really nice note is Konshu gets his, his suit on. 
which House is very sick. apparently it's the the a very distinct look that he has in one of the comics. So that was very very cool, and he introduces uh, Jake, and Jake is Hispanic. What's this all about? He's... Yeah, so I thought he was going to be in New York. Clearly, I thought, I that's, that's what I thought it was. I knew he was a New York cab driver. I mean, driver, technically, but... you could still be from New York and Hispanic. So, like, there's still still I'm... a chance of that. Maybe not necessarily. Um, very, Spanish is a very big language used yeah. in America. You know, I mean, we'll wait and like... see. We'll see because again, we don't know yet. But again, it's amazing what Oscar, Oscar is. He, he doesn't really do much. He turns around and just the look on his face, you go, "He's different." And it's so subtle, but it's so fucking well done. I was a huge fan of Oscar Isaac before this series, mate. He is one of my favourite actors at the minute because he's absolutely incredible. Do you know what gets me so angry, though? It's like, I love Oscar Isaac after this. Like, it's really opened my eyes to him as well. I like him in Apocalypse X-Men, and I loved him in uh, Star Wars as Star well. Wars. But he was so underutilised in Star Wars. Oh, and I'm yeah, just like entirely. you have an you have an actor who is possibly one of the best actors in Hollywood. Working and yet you, yeah, you, I would agree. And you and yet you you didn't even use him. I thought he would have been like the next Han Solo, the next Harrison Ford. I thought that's I think... the, way they were, the way that it should have panned out for him. Yeah. But I'm so glad that we've now got something like this where it opens everybody's eyes because now all I see is everybody saying, right, give the man the Emmy right now. So Here's my question, right? And it goes on this because, again, everything you're saying, and gave him the Emmy, there's all this, like, fucking uh, support for him and who he is and what he's doing and stuff like that. But here's an interesting fact that I read or heard, right? He's the first person that signed on with Marvel since back in the day when it was, like, the first Iron Man where they were only signed for one film, and that's how Robert Downey Jr. made an absolute fortune because he, because he, they essentially had to tie him down. Now everybody else that's coming in, so your Captain Marvels, your Black Panthers, your Spider-Mans, your Hangway, they're all signed for multiple appearance deals. So that's X amount of films. Now I'm assuming they'll include TV series and that stuff. Oscar Isaac has not done that. Oscar Isaac is only signed for this series. So my question is, do we get more? Because I think that after credit scene, as much as it leaves the door open for future stuff, it's also a closer. You know what I mean? Like, he killed the villain. Both villains are dead. Again, we didn't see it, but you have to assume they're dead. Um, so there, for me, I'm going, there is a small possibility that's it. Because at every other series that we've seen and every other movie that we've seen, it usually ends with, the Avengers will return. Moon Knight will return. The Loki series literally said Loki will return. I was, just, in I was just, just thinking that in my head there as you, as you said that. So it's to me, I think we will. I think the show is going to be too successful. And it's not even just about the show that encourages me, it's the response to Oscar Isaac. We've fucking glowed. So we, we've been like, praising him beyond belief on this podcast other podcasts I'm hearing he's the favourite thing, you see it on Twitter as you say there's people calling for him just to get the Emmy straight away, so for me to make me think unless he didn't enjoy it which I, I, I have no um... nah, I think I think that, I think he's loved this I think with all, everything that he's been posting even seeing his face at the premiere and things like that, yeah. I think that he he absolutely loves this character and I think as well it's a character that he can 
uh, obviously with his play with his his background. You know, what I yeah. mean, like he's you know, I mean, he is he is Egyptian. If I'm right, like he does have like Egyptian back a background Good. or something like I'd that. I'm sure, he that. I'm yeah. sure he does. Most of the cast did. You know what I mean? And that's that's why they kept it so true. And I think with that, he's it's a it's a new character. He's not going yeah. around pretending to be somebody else. It's a brand new character that he can bring out and bring out the best in the character. Yeah, I honestly. I, yeah, you are you're one hundred percent right. This could this could just be a closer. But I think with all the, the rumors about like the fact that we we are, we potentially might have a midnight suns. We might not see him for a wee while though. Might not see him for a while until these other characters maybe yeah. build up. Because I think we're still obviously get like uh, is it Blade again? We're obviously Blade's getting get, a movie, you've still got some of the possible if I ghost ride on things like that yeah. they're, they're i think still... the thing the thing that that, that kind of makes me wonder about it is obviously there is so much to come out from marvel we've got, we've got all these movies to come out they've got she hulk they've got the marvels all these different series as well but again you've got disney plus so it gives you the 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 scope to do more stuff and do more series so i don't think that's going to be an issue i genuinely just think it depends where they want the story to go. Do they want it to end? Because it's very much like when you look at I, this series, definitely. it's out with the MCU. Nothing really ties there's it no down. Mention. Aye, there's there's no honest, mention. There's no mention of anybody else. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where it goes going forward. I'd fully like to see another series or a movie, whatever they want to do, as long as we get... Um, I think I think as well when you were saying about uh, uh, Go the God Butcher, I think, I yeah. think we will see... Because obviously, I, I do think that he will be coming for the gods, such as Khonshu and the yeah. other Egyptian gods. Because there was cool. a funny, there was an interesting fact. Just I'll kind of say it quickly, just before right. I was kind of watching it, and it was basically that with the gods and things like that. If the so if Thor's Thor's dad, obviously name just Odin. Odin, Odin, yes, his name just skipped my mind. When he decides, obviously, that he's had enough with the body, his physical state is gone, mm -hmm. but he's kind of spiritual, kind of floats away. Lives on. Uh... So he's actually still alive within another kind of maybe pocket dimension or universe, Thanks. whatever it is. Whereas this go the God Butcher, when he kills a god, but that dead, god dead. is dead. It's dead, dead. Because nice. they're spiritual. So he'll cool. be killing their physical and their spiritual body. Whereas That's if they were just to leave their physical body and go, that was it. So I think this go the God Butcher may be going after the gods such as this. We'll obviously see how it takes up in the, the uh, Thor movie and where it goes from there because we've obviously seen like the likes of Zeus and things like that. So we're yeah. also going to the Greek, the Greek gods. So I would imagine that Zeus is probably going to die. And that's not a spoiler. It's just me. That's my speculation. You're I'd imagine so. Just because he is the god butcher. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But as I say, I'm very much, as long as we get to see more Oscar Isaac, as long as there's more May Kalamawi, and I wouldn't mind more Ethan Hawke, but after that after credit scene, there's no uh, no uh, guarantees that we will get him. But we did, we did for see me, a body. I <laughs> thought exactly. You don't see a body; it might not have happened. I thoroughly enjoyed this series. I thought this series was absolutely fantastic. Um, as I say, I'm going to try and rewatch some of the Disney Plus series. As far as I'm just off the top of my head, and I'll be interested to know your opinion on this. I think this is maybe my second favorite series so far. Just narrowly pipping Loki. For me, I, I think it goes die. WandaVision, this Loki, then Falcon Winter Soldier. But I enjoyed them all. That's the thing. And then What If as well. What If is a good series, but I think oh, that I love, love What If. That, you um, always forget What If because it's obviously animated, but it's part yeah. of it. No, it's great. It well, I just rewatched the, the Doctor Strange episodes and the last two episodes to get prepped for this coming Thursday where 
Doctor Strange and the Madness of the Multiverse or Multiverse Madness is hitting theatres. The first reviews, by the way, are absolutely I'm, gleaming. I'm, I'm, mate, I'm dodging it. I'm dodging there's, there's everything. No, I've not seen any spoilers. I don't know what I happens. I know, I know, but I don't even want to know about reviews. I'm just like, I just want to go in as blind as possible. Um, but that's good to I know. I will that say no that's, more. That's good to know that they're glowing. Um, Curtis, what about you? Where do you, where do you rank this in terms of series just to finish us off? I would put this at my top. I really, really did enjoy this. This is something that I was looking forward to every week. Uh, Loki again was my, my other my top before this, so I would put that. I'd put that as my second uh, Loki, and then I'd put Moon Knight at the top. I nice. think because a brand new character uh, and everything that came with it, I was totally mm. unexpected. But the whole Layla situation, I didn't think yeah. I'd, I'd like a character uh, like that. You know what I mean? The kind of side kind of character, but I really grew to love her, and I love that she's got a superhero name. I think it's like <laughs> the, the, the Scarlet. Scarlet uh, Scarab, Scarab or something yeah, like that. So Scarab. I'm like, that is that's a sick ass name. So yeah, yeah I would I'd put it at the top. One division, maybe third. I would say that was my other one. But I liked Falcon, the Winter Soldier. I really Mate, I've like liked it. them all. I've liked them all. I think it's just personal preference when it comes to like what the story is and who the people are. But ladies and gents, more importantly of all, what do you think of this series of Moon Knight? Has it been a favorite of yours overall? Did you think it was a stinker? Let us know in the comments. Let us know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. All that jazz. Curtis, thank you very much for coming on this journey with me over the last six weeks. I really appreciate it, brother. Thank you very much for having me. I've really, really enjoyed it. It's great being great to get a chance to chat about it. All right. Uh, tell the lovely people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as uh, Comic Nation Podcast. We're on our own wee podcast, myself and the co-host, Luca Campbell. And uh, you can find me on Instagram as just myself as Curtis Campbell Official. Wonderful. And I am at and Alpha Grey on all social platforms. If you want to follow the podcast, it's at WithMatesPod on Twitter and WithMatesPodcast on Instagram and Facebook. We have dropped a wonderful movie ranking list yesterday on May the 4th. We ranked all the Star Wars movies. So if you're a Star Wars fan, make sure you head over and listen to that. It's in two parts because it was fucking long. <laughs> uh, I think the first uh, first part's about an hour and 45, the second part's about two hours and a half, oh two and a half my hours. God. So if you have a long journey, like myself, I'm about to go and fly on a plane, listen for the full time, listen to Bart, say it, whatever you want, but let us know what you think in the comment section. What's your favourite Star Wars movie? We will have... Uh, Doctor Strange and the, Mad uh, the Multiverse of Madness review up on Monday morning. It will be the last podcast that I record before I fly away. I fly away on Saturday, but me and Vash, Vash being over in the States, Vash is going to do one with me. I think it'll be like eight o'clock his time, two in the morning my time, just to make sure I get one out before I leave. Um, but yeah, keep your eyes and ears peeled for more content. But until next time, latest on the Minji.